Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Morning Villa fans, impromptu stream just because I had a small bit of time and because a couple of people have asked me um, a couple of questions on Emil Forsberg. Uh, so I said I'd just pop on and I'd uh, share some numbers. This is going to be a really quick one today. I, um, uh, as, as I say, I've, I've just got a small bit of time, but uh, I just said I'd share some numbers. I haven't got into as much detail with this guy as I normally would, but what I've tried to do is I've tried to look to see what he could do for Aston Villa Football Club because um, there is uh, there's there, there's a couple of things uh, short termism with this guy. I think uh, from the point of view that he's going to be 31 in in October, and I suppose what are we going to get from him over the next two to three years? But um, don't let that detract from the type of guy or from the player that Emil Forsberg is. So just for posterity's sake and for everything here, we've been linked tentatively with this guy in build uh, in, in in the build um, newspaper in, in in Germany. But this guy is consistently being linked with teams in the Premier League. He's been linked with Aston Villa all the way going back since he's been linked to Premier League teams since about 2017. He's been linked with Aston Villa since about 2019, um, on and off, just tentatively. And uh, it's, it's somebody that's never actually moved out of the Bundesliga and into the um, into the Premier League. Had an absolutely sterling season in 2016-17 where he scored eight goals and had 18 assists. He was an absolute, he was on fire for uh, Leipzig. Granted, that was... Um, that that was their first year back in the our first year actually ever I think in the in the Bundesliga they've been promoted the year before but he had eight goals and eighteen assists that was two thousand sixteen seventeen that is six years ago he was twenty four then obviously going on twenty five he's thirty now going on uh, 
going on 31. Last season, he had six goals and two assists. And just to give you a rundown, the previous season, 2021, he had seven goals, four assists. Uh, 1925 goals, two assists. 1819, four goals, seven, seven assists, and so on. So he does get into the goals and he does get assists, even though he's games played, he's matches played. He's been really being a kind of a, a Swiss Army knife for, for uh, Red Bull um, uh, RB Leipzig. And, uh, you know, his game time has always kind of fluctuated in between the 1,300 to 1,700 minutes per season, which comes in at r- roughly about, you know, 20, 15 to 20, 15 to 25 starts for uh, for um, Leipzig uh, over the course, the course of a year. Um, so let's take a little look at him, uh, Emil Forsberg, and I'll pop him up. As I say, I haven't got into a lot of detail. I know there's a lot of blankness on this page here. Um, uh, well, oh, before I do this, actually, as well, another thing. I think a lot of the fact that he's been linked with teams specifically right now with two weeks to go in the, in the transfer window is that his agent recently, actually only as recently as Tuesday, I think, when the link started to surface for us and Emil Forsberg, his agent came out and he said that uh, this Emil uh, is a small, a bit disappointed at his usage and the amount of time he's getting at RB Leipzig. He's um, he feels that he's been a long-serving midfielder for the club, um, and that, uh, that Leipzig have uh, basically he feels that they that, that Leipzig aren't giving him the playing time that he deserves, and that there's players been played ahead of him and so on and so forth. So take that what you will. I'm going to call. I, I'm going to compartmentalize that because Forsberg has been a model professional um, since he's been at Leipzig. I haven't found any other outbursts like this. I could be 100% wrong. And what, who I liken him to is, I liken him to on the field, a kind of a James Milner type, a guy who's played in the that, that wide left midfield position, attacking midfielder. And I think that he's going to move his way back the field over the next year. And that's the premise for a lot of these numbers. And I'll show you why in a moment. Uh, when when we do look at them. But his agent seems to be causing a bit of hassle. Agent seems to be saying this. Uh, what are some of the quotes here? Agent agent has said that Emil has always stood by the club. Now there's rotation due to the many strong attacking players, which is okay. What is not okay is uh, at all is that Emil is not part of the rotation. Emil trains well and deserves respect, but there are people at the club who apparently do not think so. Every time it is that Emil has to prove himself to the coach every year, that's fine too. But this time Emil has been held back in other areas as well. Not by the coach, not by Oliver. Mint's laugh, but by uh, the one who prefers other players he knows from Salzburg. Uh, but that's not right in the same way. It's not right when he tries to influence the coach. If something doesn't fit, then you have to discuss it openly. Um, and then he goes on to say that there's been many inquiries and that uh, a transfer option has not been accepted by uh, Leipzig. So Leipzig don't want to let him go, which he feels is unfair either as well. And then he also says that Emil loves the city of Leipzig and then comes in at the very end to try and make sure that the fans don't Royal against his client as well, and he comes back and says that Emil loves the city. But that is agents, as we know, agents sometimes uh, go above their station and talk out against uh, against clubs. We've seen it ourselves with Christian uh, Benteke, where his agent was just basically scorched earth at times against Aston Villa. But it was like uh, it wasn't exactly uh, the feelings from Benteke um, towards the club as well. So I compartmentalize agent speak with actually what the, what the, the the player does himself as well. So so that is something that uh, I want to look like. Um, so uh, I want to look at, should I say, so looking at, at some of these numbers here, these are kind of almost out of context, these numbers that you can see here on the side. Uh, any of these numbers that we will show here, um, bear in mind as well that he's an attacking midfielder slash a left winger. And I had 
some numbers there. If you'll just bear with me one moment, I'll just go into maybe some numbers um, from last season as to the positions that he played in. Okay, and why am I getting my forbidden error now? This isn't happening two seconds ago. Um, but predominantly, like he was moved all around the field last season, played left wing, played attacking midfielder, played central midfielder. Uh, over the course of his over the course of his career, I'm going to take a guess at what the numbers are now because um, I don't have them to hand. Uh, but he has played. Uh, he has played in all those positions essentially. He played wide midfield. He's been somebody you can move around in in, in from position to position. You can kind of see it in his uh, in his uh, heat map there that he's predominantly played on that left hand side and uh, he's come inside deeper. He's a corner kick taker as well. You can see uh, by the little red dots in the corners, the corner uh, in in the the corner quadrants there. So uh, he does get around the field for somebody who's an attacking midfielder. And uh, that's something that we'll look at as well. So some of the numbers that jump off the page here uh, for me is the shot creating actions for him if he was to move back. And I'm, I'm discussing him, I suppose, really with looking at him playing maybe as another auxiliary 10 uh, for the simple fact that I think as he's getting on an age, um, he could be Basically, what I'm thinking is instead of having Ashley Young covering positions of right back, left back, central midfield, attacking midfield, left wing, right wing, whatever, you know, that that kind of Swiss Army knife that we're going to have Ashley Young just covering the right back position, bringing someone like Emil Forsberg, who is seven years or six years, um, less uh, less tread on the tires than, than, than somebody like Ashley Young. And he's going to come in and he's going to be that number eight or that wide player or that attacking midfielder, the guy who's going to be able to come in there and play all those three positions. Um, for, for Aston Villa but he's uh, when we look at him and how he stacks up against the, the players that we have at the moment I do have that uh, that here as well very good carrier of the ball good progressive carrier of the ball his progressive carry distance isn't huge because obviously playing out in the left wing when you're put up so high like Leipzig do you've only got so far that you can carry the ball into uh, when you're going forward so I don't really uh, scoff at those progressive carry distances and when we see him in comparison to number 8 who have more, more room to move that ball forward you'll understand why as well in a, in a moment um so uh d -d -d look just a, a little bit of an overview as well with, with regards to him he's uh th there's a bottom line here from um i can't remember who this is from but it's a quote from from uh from from a scout on him as well that forsberg is a massive grafter really welcome trait in the modern game he averages he averaged lot, lots of possession regains in the middle third for somebody who is a for somebody who's an attacking player and more than one defensive third over the past three seasons having been part of one of the best pressing teams in Europe Forsberg knows all about pressing triggers the 28 or the the 30 year old ticks plenty of boxes without excelling in any in any area um, he recently his stock may have fallen, but this makes him a superb value money signing with the potential to impress for any team. So a lot of things that you can see with him here, he's a creative, he is a bit of a creative hub. He might not attempt that many dribbles, but uh, and that's what makes me makes me think that maybe moving him back into midfield will entice him. Or if he continues the same dribble the amount of dribbles that he has at the moment, it's 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 in and around what you would almost expect of a of a central midfielder, if that makes sense. He's five foot five foot ten. Uh, he's not exactly a small guy there. He's right footed as well, and I think he's somebody that will move back and field as we move forward. Um, so let's uh, uh Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. 
Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Heard all this, but I, I, I don't... Uh... I'm 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 not sure that I, I I get the relevancy of adding another thirty old to the third oldest squad for somebody who's going to come in for a year or two. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure. I I I might be picking up the question incorrectly there, Jet Fumes. I apologize. Um. Anyway, moving on. Um. Uh, so looking at him with regards to other attacking midfielders or wide 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 uh, wide midfielders there or wingers. Um. What we have here is we can see on the left hand side on the right hand side in green. We have the average numbers for those players. On the left hand side, we have what the player um is uh is has has averaged himself over the last three hundred and sixty five days, and we can see that he stacks up pretty well as 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 an average attacking central midfielder and and a uh, and a winger. And when we look at some areas there, his pass completion rate is a lot higher. We can see here eighty one percent, eighty one point six percent pass completion rate for Emil Forsberg. And the average for an attacking central midfielder or wide uh, wide player is seventy five point six. Um, also, we can see progressive pass distances and so on are are um, at a par with with, with other um, attacking central midfielders and, and wingers. Um, looking on then towards where uh, the average for central midfielders and so on, um, we can see here that he he stacks up in, in in certain areas for a wide a wide player. His pressure success rate is pretty good. And remember, we spoke about he's been in one of the best pressing teams over the last five, six, seven years in European football. Uh, Leipzig are known for their workmanship mentality, and uh, he's not no different to, to, to any of the other players that they would have had there. So he comes in at 28.7% pressure success rate, and the amount of pressures that he has is 16.35. The average of all central midfielders within Europe is 18.5 pressures per game with a 30% pressure success rate. I think if he was to up his pressures, he probably has a better pressure success rate just based on that, even if it's only marginal. I think that is... uh, that that's something to look at there as uh, as well. One thing that he hasn't been tasked with doing for uh, for Leipzig is winning the ball higher up the field. Uh, you can see there his possession rate or his interception rate, should I say, is zero point four seven. When the average for central midfielders will be one point seven four. So I think if he does come in here, he'll be playing more centrally. That's why I'm going through these numbers uh, when discussing him in in comparison to um to to a number eight or maybe a, a central midfielder, whether it be a ten or an eight or somewhere in that hybrid. Um. Looking at his pass completion rate is up there. It's in and around the same 81.6% for Forsberg. 82.6 is the average amongst all midfielders in uh, in, in in Europe. Um, same with progressive passes. Um, uh, shot creating actions in there as well. And uh, uh, and we can see the success. The one area that I, I, I think that he's probably uh, looking to increase himself is his successful dribble percentage. Once again, this goes to... Um, this goes to the fact that Jesus, I've got so many inaccuracies here. I completely forgot to change his uh, his heat map. You can see here that's not his heat map. That's his heat map. 
So I do apologies, apologize with regards to that. And I'll try and fix it in post-production afterwards if I can. If I can't, at least I hold up my hands and I say that that heat map there is a mistake. Um, so looking at look looking at the numbers here, I think it's possible that he can move back into a central midfield position. I, I'm not there with this guy, lads. I just want to put that in, put, put that out there. He's a Swiss Army knife. Yes, he could come in. He can do a lot of things. But I think with jet fume, jet fume. Sorry, I misread your your uh, your uh, previous comments. You said that he was the with the third oldest squad, and we're adding another thirty year old. Um, yeah, I look. I think we're going to have to. We're going to have to add players into this squad. I think we, you know, adding another attacking player, whether it's another striker or whether it's a number a number eight, I think is is uh, I think makes sense because when we talk about the the oldest squad that we have at the moment or the third oldest squad in the league, yeah, but we do also have replacement plans for those people and like Ken Kessler Hayden. You'd hope that uh, this uh, Louis Barry is going to make the step up in the next year or two. Young Tim, you know, we've got these young players that are coming through that we will be hoping that when these guys are reaching up to 32, 33 years of age, that when they leave, then these guys coming on at 2021 20, will be able to take their place, obviously supplementing them with players like the, like we've done with Kamara and so on. But um, so I, I, I think from that point of view, uh, bringing in someone like Emil Forsberg is probably treading water slightly. Um, he's not the fancy name that everybody wants, but from his output, I think that he would be a very, very good person to have in around the squad. As I said, the work rate that he has is absolutely fantastic. When you look at his numbers, uh, his numbers are, are average enough. I'm going to be really honest. Over the last 365 days, they're average enough. They're average enough specifically for an attacking uh, wide player and an attacking midfielder. And that's what makes me think that over the course of the next maybe 12 months, he's going to transition back the field into maybe a traditional number eight role and uh, and work from there but uh, he's got a lot of good good qualities as well as i say that high pressing mentality uh, just a really great guy to get around the field he's not lazy at all in any shape or form he's a grafter he's a he's a proper professional once he steps inside those white lines and he's somebody that you can see the coaches would like and coaches would turn to in his time of need so i could see him coming in in a short term deal for maybe a year or two but like he's not going to be the sexy signing that people want for sure um, but he does have uh, opportunities uh, to impress, you know, um, with, within the squads, within, within our squad. And just looking, this is why I think that he could come in and compliment some of the midfielders that we have, while maybe, and maybe have, I'm not going to even say a rotational role, but I think he could come in and, and he could prove himself as a, as a number eight. Um, because when we look at, look at some of the statistics here up against Douglas Louise, and yes, we know that Douglas does play in a, in a lot more withdrawn role. He did last year anyway, and that's going to skew his his uh, his numbers here. But when we look at the amount of pressures, when we look at the amount of pressure success, himself and Douglas Louise come in pretty similar in that area. So if we're talking about Douglas Louise's natural ability is to move forward into that eighth position, well then Emil For Forsberg's playing higher up the field, moving backwards, their two styles will meet each other, I think, in the middle, and they could be a yin to somebody else, to, to each other's yang. So they're different types of players, yes, but it's all about bringing on players that can maybe change the dynamic of the way that the team plays. Um, always the, Douglas Louise is a very underrated pass completion rate um, for a central midfielder. I, I've, I've, I've actually mentioned it a couple of times in this uh, on, on this podcast. Um, you know, a lot of people last year were saying that Douglas Louise gave the ball away, but he had uh, a very... Um, 
a very a very decent uh, pass completion rate, you know, over the course of um, the course of the season last season. But looking at this, uh, you know, Emil Forsberg obviously he's had opportunities to create a lot more uh, shot creating actions and goal creating actions, and we would like to see that then from the number eight position. Looking at his dribbling ability here in comparison to Douglas Louise, uh, 52.3% uh, dribble success rate. Obviously, he, he attempted more dribbles as well, carries into the attacking third and progressing the ball or an awful lot higher for somebody like Emil Fors Forsberg, which you would expect, considering he is um, an attack-minded player. Uh, looking at him in comparison to John McGinn here as well, so we can see... Uh, I forgot to fucking do the... Do the um, the color coding on the defensive stats for John McGinn, but you can make up your own mind in this one. So with regards to pressures, he pressures at the same rate as John McGinn. Now, everybody will often say that John McGinn gets around the field and he pressure, pressure, pressure is one of his uh, one of his main attributes. But as we can see here, Forsberg pressures at the same rate. So that's another thing that leads me to believe he could come back into a central central midfield role as well also he doesn't commit an awful lot of fouls as well so but then again he doesn't tackle that much either as you can see here john mcginn tackles at almost three times the rate that he does and he has uh two twice the amount of fouls committed so i suppose the more tackles that you make the more uh the more fouls you are going to commit. Um, looking at him in comparison to somebody like John McGinn, he has the same pressure rate as John McGinn, but he's a better pass completion rate. It's just a small bit better with his feet as well. Creates more goal-creating actions and creates more shot-creating actions as well, as you would expect from somebody who is deployed in a more forward area. Um, has in and around the same amount of touches and carries the ball better than John McGinn. Um, or sorry, carries the ball more, should I say, than than John McGinn as well throughout the course of a game. So I'm trying to I'm trying to see what Villa would bring him in for here and why they would bring him in. And I think it would be to play more centrally, whether it be in that ten or that eight role. And that's why I'm comparing him with the John McGinns, the Douglas Louises, and now the Jacob Ramseys of this world. Because Jacob Ramsey was somebody that carried the ball an awful lot for us last season, and you can see that there as denoted uh, at the in the, the the third piece here that he had six point zero two progressive carries, which was the the most of of any of our midfielders last season and he was very very successful at that you know he had a 60% successful dribble rate and this guy comes in carries the ball at the same rate and I think that the club looking at the players that they wanted to sign the likes of the Connor Gallagher's and so on they are carriers of the ball and I think they're going to bring in somebody who will carry the ball and Emil Forsberg can certainly do that whether they see him as coming back into that eighth position uh, as he gets up there in years I don't know but this is me trying to make sense of why we will be linked to him and where he would fit in with this team and where he's best opportunity is to play with this team at the moment because his passing statistics are pretty decent his possession statistics are pretty decent yes he doesn't have the defensive output but then again most left wingers wouldn't they wouldn't be trusted to be big tacklers they wouldn't be trusted to be big pressures although as we know with the high pressure rate and the high pressing that, that uh, Leipzig do he still comes in at 16.35 pressures uh, per game as well um, so the defensive work with regards to tackles, interceptions and so on, um, he wouldn't have been expected to do that. So that would be the open, um, I, I suppose, the open question with regards to him if he was to come to Aston Villa and if he was to play where I feel he would play in that inverted 10 role or even moving back into the eighth position into more central midfield area as well. So I've no idea whether this guy is going to sign. I don't even like... I, I, I'm not fully 100% sure there's a defined role for him other than being a ball carrier within the team, but we'll keep an eye on it. As I say, it is a spurious link. And to tie a, bo a, a bow on this, these links have come out after his agent started having a huff-huff with um, with Leipzig instead of going on the record and saying that uh, he isn't happy with how his players, um, with his players playing time with Leipzig. So it's probably much ado about nothing. 
And uh, yeah, this last 20 minutes will probably never be watched again. But should he sign, we will go into more detail. Apologies, I do not have any more time to spend today. As you can see, there were a couple of uh, couple of pieces that I uh, of ed, um, production pieces that um, I, I missed out on some of the the slides there. I do apologize. Um, if he does sign, we will go into it in a lot more detail and we will discuss him. But I suppose the overarching feeling is he can do a little bit of everything. He's very very hard worker on the field. He could be someone who could come in, as I say, and be like James Milner was for Liverpool, moving back the road, back um, back the field into that eight that that number eight position, and that could be something that they could be seeing for this guy. That to me is where I that's the only area I could really see him specifically coming in and fitting in almost straight away if that was something they felt he was capable of. But until we sign him, we won't know for sure. So um, some positives, some average pieces for Emil Forsberg as he's gone through the years within uh, within RB Leipzig. And as I say, we keep an eye on this one. I'm going to have to leave you all now. Thank you so much for your time. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, we will, might be back later on. Actually, we'll be back later on with a preview show for... Um, for Crystal Palace be half past nine tonight so if you are around give us a give us a look at half nine on our YouTube channel uh, it's half nine GMT um, so if you are around we'd love to see you then so thanks very much to everybody for your time and until next time all that's left to say is up the villa Podcast Network.